1: You're back. We all back the D-backs. Welcome in to another edition of the PHMX D-backs podcast right here on PHMX. My name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as Captain Mayor around these parts. Uh, and they had to absolutely drag me off of that cruise at 9.15 a.m. in order to get me off that boat. Uh, it's understandable. I was still very drunk. Uh, I am joined, of course, by my first mate, uh, the one and only uh, Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. And boy, it feels great to be back. Yeah, I still feel like yeah. I'm on a boat a little bit. I still got the wobbles, um, but I, I had a very good time. I just want to tell anybody out there who was ever considering taking a cruise to do it. It was one of the most relaxing things I've ever done. They have these themed cruises now. This was uh, uh, the Kevin Smith movies. I know you're not super familiar, but like the guy, director, has a bunch of movies, goes by Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, it was an absolute blast to be a part of it because there was always something going on. There was a concert at, like, midnight. If I was awake at midnight, I could just go watch some band performing on the ship somewhere. Wow. But most importantly, there was always food. There was always food. That's, there was always that's food big. That have. That's yeah. That's big. Uh, but I did have a blast. And while I was on the ship, I did have a chance to pay homage to uh, our great closer, Paul Seawald, at a silent disco, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a disco where you put uh, headphones on and you have two DJs. You get to listen to them on two different channels uh and this came on and so i had to this i had to do this let's jump around jump around jump
0: around jump around jump
1: around
2: jump up jump up and get down jump
1: jump 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 oh my god yeah that was uh (laughs) had a fun time. You know, you knew I went off once that song came on in those headsets. <laughs> yes, but yes. yes. Uh and yes, we are joined by the one and only Emma, by the way. Emma on the ones and twos. I know everybody is thrilled to see her. I know I was to see her. Uh, but you can't see her. We can see her. That's our special treat. Uh, I will say though, I I going back to Paul Seawalt, I still can't believe we are starting the season with an actual real closer, Jesse. It yeah. just feels so good. Feels yeah. so good to have that part of your life complete.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it is uh, it is a big part of life when you're a when you're a baseball fan and your <laughs> and your team just consistently doesn't have a closer or has a closer that you're not really very convinced is is a particularly good. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's an experience and yeah. it kind of colors the the whole season a certain way. It does. And uh, Diamondbacks fans uh, don't don't have to deal with that this
1: year. The the Cleveland Guardians could have used a closer today though. Uh, Diamondbacks. Uh, got to them late and what yeah. like, let's talk about this really fast because if today's game doesn't get you fired up for the goddamn baseball season, then check your pulse. You might be dead. Uh, <laughs> I don't care if it's a spring training game. I don't care that scores don't matter and results don't matter. The diamondback scored four runs in the top of the ninth to, 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 for the comeback win. And that was exciting. That was fun to watch. I, I again, Like if if your team loses in spring training, you typically say, oh, well, and again, I know it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But uh, if you love baseball, this was a fun one.
3: It it absolutely was, yeah. Juan Zapata, man, uh, rough rough day for for Juan Zapata of the Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> oh, he's going to
1: remember this one, that's for sure.
3: Four runs on uh, on six hits in that uh, in that ninth inning, and uh, yeah, Diamondbacks come away with a win. It's always it's always kind of funny, like talking with Tori Lovello after these games because he's so conditioned to give sort of generally positive comments when the team wins and, and negative comments when the team loses, when in reality, like, the difference between winning and losing in these games is often, like... You know how how well like your single A double A guys played toward toward the end of the game, right, right. and you're really not like in the grand scheme of things that concerned about those guys. Uh, but they they came through. Uh, they came through in this one for sure. They sure did. Uh, Kyle Backus uh, came through in a, in a big way for the Diamondbacks. in the bullpen entered a base loaded, no out situation, struck out all three batters he faced. That's amazing. Yeah. That is
1: amazing. And I know Kyle Backus has been a guy that we have had. Uh, in the system for a little while I've seen seen him uh, had a chance to even pitch a couple of times but like yeah this it's exciting when when you can see these minor league guys come up have an opportunity once again in front of uh front of Tory in front of his staff to impress and to you know go out there and and do something like that it really does it does change the perspective because the you know the, the front office Tory, they only get to see you for a, such a limited amount of time during spring that if you're Sure. If those few instances, those opportunities you have, you take advantage like that, it's incredible. Like you said though, uh, Tory uh, had his comments on the Diamondbacks win. Uh, this is what Tory had to say.
0: Anytime you win a game like that, I don't care if it's spring training, a little league game that you're watching your kids playing, anytime you have that, that kind of a comeback, it's fun. It's the juices flowing and these, these kids were super excited. So it's, it was this type of approach. It was what we preach. All the youngsters stuck to it and it worked out really well. Um, I thought Tommy threw the ball exceptionally well. He was commanding all of his pitches. He was uh, mixing all of his pitches uh, and handed it off to Nellie, who I thought did a really nice job as well. Um, Brandon was just running away from, from, from his arm a little bit and leaving things and dragging things arm side, and I think he would try to correct, and he'd yank some balls. That's, that's to be expected. Those are things that happen inside of a game where, um, you get on the mound, you start to find that middle point, exactly where that release point is, and it'll be fine. So I'm not I have zero concern about his outing today.
1: It's weird because you do get excited about wins like this, you do get excited about things like this happening, but then you don't really care about the negative results, or you don't really need to panic or overreact to it. Right? Yeah, you have situations where guys that you want to see do well don't in spring. I know Erod had a pretty rough start for his first start uh, of spring training, and now uh brandon fought today had a a fairly rough start in his spring training debut but again not not anything to be concerned about right
3: yeah probably not um but I, I do have to ask you, are you aware of, of what happened to Erod's first pitch in a in the Diamondbacks I uniform? I'm of you that. Catch, I had an 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 that, that during that. So yes, I am aware. Uh yes, Marcus uh, Simeon did hit it over the fence. I hate uh,
1: it. I, hate it. Yeah. And, yeah, I blame you and all these goddamn, <laughs> you know, Madison Bumgarner comparisons is what I really
3: blame. But that's fair. I probably I probably deserve that. <laughs> uh going back to Brandon Fott, he did not look good today. This is this was it was bad. <laughs> Brandon Fott did not look good today. But It's amazing what just like not having really good feel for your pitches uh, can do and, you know, how like how big of a difference that can make his uh, his sweeper today was kind of just like a floating like I'm not. It was almost hard to identify exactly what pitch it was in certain situations. I know he threw a couple of change ups as well. Um, so yeah, the, the feel for the pitches wasn't there. Uh, the command wasn't there. There were, you know, some center cut fastballs and whatnot, but yeah, as you said, you're not, you're not concerned about that at this point, the diamondbacks are taking it slow with Brandon fought, which, which I think is interesting. Just one inning from him today. And, uh, yeah, it didn't look good, but at this stage, Tory Lovello clearly not concerned. And I personally am not concerned, even though, uh, it, it didn't look good. It was, it was not a, not a pretty outing from him at all.
1: I mean, you 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 don't want to see them do poorly at any point, right? So that's not, sure. That's nothing new. But at the same time, right? Like it, it's spring training, and typically when the starters, when the guys that are going out there, uh, that that know that they kind of have a spot, are going out there, they are working on stuff during this time of the year, and and I mean brandon Fott's spot in the rotation by no means is secure right
3: like he i think it's pretty secure well you, yeah, i think it's pretty secure and i'm not
1: saying he could lose it but at the same time right like there's an there there is the idea that maybe he went out today working on something particular sure he did make comments afterwards this is what brandon Fott had to say about the outing
2: i think it was a good good first one um obviously the results were weren't what we wanted but i think just to get out there get your feet wet um Nothing to complain about.
0: It's one inning, right? You yeah. Just, is that, are you good with that?
2: Just one inning. Uh, I think getting ahead would be the biggest factor, and uh, certainly that's what we want to work, work on moving forward.
0: Was that the plan just for one inning, or was it pitch thing? It was just one inning,
2: correct? One inning. I think 25 pitches. How wow. you feeling? Feel great. Yeah. Feel uh, arm feels great and body feels great, so I'm ready to start start ramping up here soon.
3: Are you approaching?
1: He he you were saying he worked out after yeah, yeah after his pitch Yeah
3: so he had literally just worked out apparently and then we all come up and uh start annoying him with all of our <laughs> post all of our post game questions and uh yeah at one point we like stopped the interview so that Brandon Fock could catch his breath I don't know what exactly he was doing uh but uh yeah that that was uh that was kind of fun it,
1: it's interesting to think of a like it makes sense uh if you're if you're training if you're trying to ramp yourself up and get to the point where you can throw five six innings right that you would try to do things after you came out of the game it just it's it's yeah it's, intuitively it's the timing I, I don't yeah I don't get it like you I, come out of a uh, even just pitching one inning and now what you're gonna go do wind sprints yeah or something? <laughs> like that's kind of wild <laughs> it's kind of wild like I would think that you'd take care of that before the outing but I don't really know how baseball works sometimes uh but Brandon I mean again I, I know he's very important I don't feel like uh he his his spot in the rotation is all isn't it isn't jeopardy but again it's it's safe to say at times that nobody's job is truly secure if there are other people on the team in the organization outperforming them right so it's like there still has to be that attitude of of i think of every single guy out there that they're still deep down inside still playing for a spot because and i think Tori brought this up uh, last week when we were out there that there's always a guy from the minor leagues trying to play their way up and yeah. take your spot. You know yeah. what I mean? That's kind of the nature of the game.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, and and I, I do think—I mean, Tori has kind of already talked about where he stands on the starting rotation, and he's said that we feel pretty good about one through four. I think it's abundantly clear that Brandon Fopp, pretty much no matter what he does this spring, is is going to—, to uh, to have a starting rotation spot on opening day. But at the same time, uh, this was a topic of conversation today, kind of how he's approaching this spring training, which is much different from last year around this time when Brandon Fott was was gunning for a job, but it kind of felt like no matter how well he pitched, he, he wasn't going to get it. They were yeah. going to send him down to Reno yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, his approach coming into spring training this time around is different. I think the job is pretty secure. Um, but at the same time, you know, Tori uh, said that he talked to him about, you know, not not becoming complacent or whatnot, and and not that there's really any concern that Brandon Fought would do that, but just making sure you kind of keep uh, the foot on the gas pedal heading into the season, and you know, making sure that he is building on on what he did last year.
1: He pitched a lot of innings last year, and he did. you yes. know, obviously, he was a big, uh, big, big weapon for this team in the postseason. So it's understandable that they do want to slow play him in a similar degree that they're playing, you know, Gallon and Merrill it's, Kelly. It's just pretty to,
3: similar. Yeah, you know. it's pretty similar. I mean, thought was it at just one inning today. Torrey said after the game that, uh, you know, some guys, I guess, Zach and Merrill, instead of doing their one inning uh, in a game, they're just doing that on the backfields in kind of a more controlled environment. Uh, Brandon, I guess, opted to actually do it in a game. But yeah, he's at a pretty similar point right now. I think you're going to see Zach and Merrill uh, get into games sometime about a, a week or so from right now. Fought's kind of in the same range, and I think all those guys are going to be going two innings uh, once they uh, once they get to that point. But yeah, Brandon fought through 156 and two-thirds innings last year in the regular season between AAA and the majors. You tack on another 22 innings in the playoffs, that puts him at 178 and two-thirds, I believe, if I, if my math is correct. He was at 167 last year. Uh, in the regular season, plus I think a few in the playoffs. So from an innings uh, perspective, he's ba- he basically finished 2024 or 2023 in, in the same place as he finished 2022. I'm guessing for the D-backs, the difference is that he was also pitching in November. Like he was pitching really, really late uh, this time around. His offseason was considerably shorter, and so they're just approaching this with, with an abundance of caution.
1: Well, it's like you said last spring he was playing and trying to make this same impression we've talked about other guys trying to make you yeah know, on on Tory and make on on the front office right uh, and now he's just in a different spot and like again there uh, there's still a lot to prove for Brandon Fa. like by no means is is you know his performance in uh, the postseason something that makes me feel a hundred percent like we're just gonna get that out of him during the regular season sure. from this point on but he has shown how good he can be and i think that's the coolest thing about you know his season last year is he really did reach what felt like his full potential and that might not even be his full potential he might be yeah. able to get to another level that that we haven't even seen out of him yet but uh there were some still some other guys had some a good day out there today Lordis absolutely destroyed a hanging slider over the left field fence for a dinger that was nice to see uh, and Jordan Lawler just continues to be good for this team. I mean, he, he really is playing well.
3: Yeah, he uh, he made a really nice snag, uh, kind of a short hop on an absolute laser, hit by one Davison De Los Santos, <laughs> the right fielder
1: today. What? For the Cleveland Guardians. They are going to figure out some fucking way to get him in there, aren't I, they? they like, a- we don't care. We're not giving this guy back to the Diamondbacks. <laughs> you will be on the Major League roster. We don't care where it was. You'll pitch if we ask you to pitch at this point. I
3: did a double take when I saw this. I was like, all right, if we're, I mean, we're trying him in right field. Let's just try him in center. Try Why him at not? shortstop. Why See not? See if he can catch, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, it, it was. I, I'm not so sure if I think that that's going to work out so well for the Guardians, having DeLos Santos in right field. let give him uh, back. He didn't seem to, to be back. moving particularly <laughs> well out there, but he did hit a laser uh, at one point in the game. And uh, Jordan Lawler played that short hop extremely, extremely well. Nice. It kind of feels like Lawler is, is going to be one of those shortstops who. Uh, you know, at least at the beginning, maybe he makes a mistake here and there. You know, maybe there's an error here and here and there or whatnot as, as he's early in his career. But he's also going to make some plays like that one that not a lot of other shortstops are are making. Yeah, I'm not sure Geraldo Perdomo, for example, makes the play that Jordan <laughs> Lawler did at, at that point in this game. So he continues to show that shortstop is a very viable long-term home.
1: That's uh that's a scathing comment towards Jerry P and you were lucky that Damon <laughs> is not our producer today. If
3: Damon were here, he I wouldn't have said it. He would have, have, he would have jumped over the table already
1: <laughs> on you. Uh Tucker Barnhart went two for two today. That's that's a good look for potentially our backup catcher there.
3: Yeah, and I and I think uh he had a double and I think he he did sort of take advantage of Davis and De Los Santos being the <laughs> being the right fielder <laughs> on, on that, that particular play. But uh yeah, hit hit the ball hard a couple of times. I still view him as being the front runner for that backup catcher role. Of course, Jose Herrera is still here and getting opportunity as well. Uh, but it it just kind of feels like, you know, the fact that the Diamondbacks didn't go out and really add any other pieces in that regard. Now, there were some, you know, some minor league guys who are maybe getting a look there as well. But uh, yeah, I still kind of think that Tucker Barnhart is going to wind up with that spot yeah. when,
1: when all is said and done. It makes sense because of, you know, kind of that veteran presence he brings behind the plate. I think yeah. that's the one thing he offers that's different. From everybody else including Gabby right and so absolutely that experience can be invaluable not only when he's back there but you know talking to Gabby talking to the other guys yeah uh, he could end up becoming somebody's personal catcher you know that that stuff kind of can happen as well but uh yeah I mean a lot of a lot of good stuff Caleb Roberts like you said earlier had that broken bat triple to tie the game in the ninth uh you know there, there was there was a lot of fun to watch a lot of fun Diamondbacks baseball watch we have a lot to talk about when it comes to Tommy Henry though because Tommy Henry was once again excellent today, uh, but we will get to that here shortly. Did want to say uh, there was an update on Alec Thomas. Is he? Yeah, Alec injured? Thomas is. He's
3: still dealing with right wrist soreness. Uh, Tori continues to say that if this were the playoffs, if this were September, he would be playing. Gotcha. It's not a significant issue, but it's spring training. There's no reason to push it. So as of right now, today would have been a day where he would be in the lineup. They're kind of doing this thing where they alternate the starting outfield and then the starting infield. Gotcha. Uh, so today was oh, yeah. the starting outfield. They day have to he have so many to... guys in there. Yeah. Like so many yeah. Because they don't want because they don't want people paying, you know, one hundred and fifteen dollars to sit behind home plate at a spring training game. And then there would be a bunch of minor leaguers
1: uh, in the starting. It's lineup. inevitable that we're going to do a story before the end of spring training on this show about how much money uh, Arizona and Florida are raking in off of spring training games and how much these facilities are, but he's right. I mean, come on, what are we doing here? We let people go to the Arizona fall league game for like $5 and sit in the front row yet. Spring training yeah. games <laughs> need to be $115 to sit back there. That is
3: a great point to watch that is a great Caleb point. Roberts
1: win the game with a broken bat triple. Come on. What are we doing? Here? <laughs> uh, it is fun though, because of course, Diamondbacks players are getting more recognized. Speaking of Alex Thomas, he is so recognizable. Like Alec Thomas, on multiple occasions, I've seen him around town, and he—I can spot him from a mile away. And he will be with four of his teammates. That it takes me like five minutes of speaking to him directly to, <laughs> to recognize that he's with his teammates. But uh, you just—you just,
3: you just wait, let me get this straight. You just like keep
1: bumping into Alec Thomas. Yes, around Alec town. Thomas is at events that I go to all the time. Okay. He is constantly right. at events, and he's usually there with like. Guys like Ryan Nelson or Tommy, you know indescribable baseball players that usually the only reason why i notice them is because they're tall no no knock to those guys i just alec thomas is very recognizable uh and i mean i'm sure a lot of the guys are getting that obviously corbin carroll very recognizable uh you know i was gonna save this picture to later emma can you throw the picture up let's (laughs) say we'll talk about some gorgeousness look at this look at these legends look at these three arizona sports baby legends uh soon to be well maybe Maybe two out of three.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's I, what I was getting. You mean two Arizona sports
1: yeah, you, uh, uh, <laughs> legends. I'll let you guys decide on that point, but I love this picture so goddamn much because if this doesn't get you pumped about Arizona sports right now, uh, again, check your balls. Check your balls. It but. gets me pumped about,
3: uh, I think it could get me pumped about two. <laughs> Arizona sports teams I'm, I'm gonna
1: tell Johnny what you said uh but Tyler Murray <laughs> is a is a perfectly
3: mediocre NFL quarterback oh my god that's what I'm trying to stop tell you it.
1: um I will not I'm not gonna entertain is, this, this is discourse also coming
0: from someone who got second to last in our fantasy correct pilot. you don't correct. know jack titties correct about you jack almost went titties. to
1: Waffle House in fact your team name was in fact. <laughs> The waffle house wagon so let's not forget that uh but uh alec thomas isn't the only one getting recognized we also have brandon fought talking about getting recognized a bit more around town after after uh the world series run that these this team had let's let's take a look at that
2: what have the last couple months been like it was it was cool to go home and and experience that and and be recognized but um it's cool to go out in public and people know who you are so i'm I'm definitely grateful for that and um, definitely want to give back in those situations
0: do you feel added pressure this season coming into the situation you're coming into
2: um no but i think we have a new standard and, and we're trying to meet that standard and as a as a as a group and as a whole team and as a whole organization and um that's what we're looking forward to
1: he's got to be a king in louisville not just for what he did but for his defense publicly of that clip that we play uh, on our <laughs> twitter account of him defending louisville Lu- louisville I uh, still yeah I, like, still, still I still don't think him, you're very right? good at that no, uh, uh but the standard he said the thing the standard that's gotta be the hot uh, that's like that's like the the secret word is standard around this place right? it's not it's
3: not quite as catchy as the whole connected and dangerous thing Ooh. from the playoffs like can yeah. we get a
1: curse word in there maybe if we added a curse word it's the <laughs> fucking standard now it's hot <laughs> How oh, that's electric!
0: I like that one way more. See, all you gotta do is have no, a curse word
1: to it; it makes everything better. uh It's true; it is very true. Oh my but gosh. yeah, I mean, again, I'm sure. Like, I- I'm sure he is an absolute king around his hometown. We know how much yeah. support he already received. Like, I-, I don't recall bumping into anybody else's like teammates from high school and stuff at at games, and you know the way that we did with with his family and with all of his all of his support that he had out there during the world series so like it it feels like that's uh something cool and i mean honestly brandon fought he is a he's he got a recognizable face he looks he looks like he's always cold (laughs) cold. he
3: uh he also uh the the way that this is asked by by nick king um, and, uh, he, he had started this question asking about what it was like to be introduced at the Phoenix open as being like a Arizona sports hero alongside Larry Fitzgerald and, oh, you know, other, wow. other local celebrities who were there. So yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's cool for Brandon Fott. I mean, Brandon Fott is a, is a local sports celebrity in a way that not many guys with his experience level could be. Uh, you know the yeah. fact of the matter is point. that he was fantastic in the postseason like that's the like that's Brandon fought when people think Brandon fought they probably don't really remember his regular season performance that much anymore when they think of Brandon fought when they see Brandon fought they think of a guy who went out there and you know threw five and two-thirds scoreless innings in game three of the NLCS when the Diamondbacks were down 2-0 right and all of his other outings he mean just continued to be a, a force for this team throughout that uh, that whole period of time so he's uh he's uh made a name for himself around here
1: what do they know about the late night phone call that he got from Brent Strom in the all star break that changed his entire career what do they know about it no they know nothing they just know that he was amazing in the playoffs and of course he was uh but still remains to be seen how amazing Brandon fought can be for this team this season and uh still still feels like all signs point to him being much better than we saw at the beginning of last year when he made his debut. Cause we know that was kind of rough and also just, uh, you know, maybe, maybe even, maybe even better than what we saw in the postseason. Maybe Torrey will let him go longer than five innings.
3: Isn't so. it, isn't it like, I just have to, I just have to take in for a moment. I mean, like after Brandon fought, just got completely destroyed in some of his first few, in some of his first few outings in the majors, uh, Right. I mean, he started it against the Rangers. That's where he made his his big league debut. He gave up several homers. It was it was an ugly outing. He stayed up for a while after that, um, but eventually got sent down after about five starts. He comes back up. He pitches one game against the Tampa Bay Rays and gets absolutely destroyed. And then he goes back down. And uh, just thinking back to, you know, I mean, that was well into into June, I think uh, almost July at that point. And uh, I mean, that's the guy who came through for the Diamondbacks in the playoffs, in in a way that like right. Zach Gallen wasn't wasn't right. able to do. Right.
1: I remain cautiously optimistic that we can still see that side of Brandon. But like you said, in a way, we we really don't know because we haven't seen we we've, we've seen him be as bad, as bad as he's been, and and as good as he's been. Right. Like it's the tale of two people, uh, or or two sides of the same person, I guess you could say. But the one thing about it. Is that he described that that phone call with with Strom and you know Strom having this kind of inspired moment of realizing what was wrong with Brandon Fott in those starts and what he could yeah. do to help him. And it seemed like after from that point on, uh things things really went his way. So hopefully that continues in 2024. And again, it's spring training. Nothing to be panic, nothing to panic about yet. Uh but there is one thing to panic about, and that is is that today is the absolute last day for the phnx locker merch sale we got our clearance sale going on every single piece of clothing is 30 percent off everything and all of it go now even the clearance stuff even stuff that's already on sale is 30 percent off so do not miss this stock up now get ready for the baseball season go get all of our shirts we're still a wagon you know what i mean we're still uh fucking dangerous we're still connected we're still dangerous and that's the way that it works so go out get those shirts fill up your drawers your closets right now and get that 30 percent off today is the last day to do so and please uh get get yourself some diamondback stuff we love to see you guys in those shirts nothing thrills me more than when we go out to spring training and we get to see people wearing our shirts jesse they're like i got i got i got to meet some of my favorite actors from this stupid movie series still didn't thrill me as much as seeing someone wearing a wagon shirt out there when we were at spring camp it was great love seeing you guys in that stuff of course uh we are missing damon right now but uh he is doing something with football whatever i don't know is that right yeah some, i don't know i leave and then kind Dan- of football seems to think he can leave anytime i leave or anytime you leave like you leave he leaves I leave, he leaves. That's not the way this works.
3: I think they're, I think they're looking for a new quarterback because Kyler Murray like mm-hmm. wasn't really cutting mm-hmm. in. So
1: you're gonna make the people in the comments <laughs> mad. You're gonna make Damon mad. Uh, but of course, uh, these two will duke it out at Illegal Pete's because that's where they both like to hang out quite a bit. Uh, Illegal Pete's is their go-to spot uh, for buddy time, and of course, it can be your <laughs> go-to spot as well. Patio season means patio beers. It also means patio margaritas which uh, Illegal Pete's does make the strongest in Arizona. Uh, They also have all sorts of mouthwatering food that will fill all of your heart's desire. Do not miss out on the reverse nachos because it's a life-changing experience, and I still thank Sean uh, for giving that to me. You can kick the Monday blues with $3 margaritas all day long or ease your way back into work with $2 tacos every Tuesday. Do you work in healthcare or education? Take your team to lunch at Illegal Pete's every Tuesday and enjoy, buy one, get one free entrees for all of you hardworking wonderful people out there in those industries. And don't forget to unwind after a long day at their happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every single day. A legal peach, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Uh, game time, by the way. Great place to get your spring training tickets, especially if you need to get those tickets last minute. Uh, game time, very aesthetically pleasing app. You also can get $20 off using our code PHNX on your first purchase. But uh, it is the place for last-minute tickets for everything that you want to go to. Concerts, shows doesn't matter what it is, but most importantly, baseball games. Let's go watch some baseball games. Uh, and, of course, let's do it with the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Brandon fought. Struggled a bit today, but you know who didn't struggle was Tommy Henry. He, meanwhile, was very, very good once again in his second outing of spring. Uh, he went three innings, gave up no hits, no runs, walked one, struck out one. Um, and I mean, I don't know, Jesse. I know I, I know I kind of already viewed Henry as a front runner for that spot, but yeah, uh, it really does feel like if he puts a couple of more. Uh, more outings together like this, that it it might be a lock for him. And again, it's early. Don't want to jump too, too ahead of Ryan Nelson or some of the other guys fighting for that rotation spot. But uh, Tommy Henry, again, there, there were a lot of outliers that we've discussed already that made him feel like he was kind of the favorite to win this. You come into camp, you have him go out there, and in his first two starts, guy still hasn't given up a run.
3: Right. Yeah, I, I feel like if Tommy Henry continues to pitch well, the spot is his pretty much like even if Ryan Nelson and Slade Zaccone just go out there and totally shove. If Tommy Henry continues to pitch like this, I just don't really see really a window for those guys to, to come in and, and take it. Uh, he just based on the season he had last year, the fact that he had a 415 ERA and, uh, you know, already has kind of proven himself at the major league level in a way that, that neither Nelson nor Siccone nor, you know, Blake Walston or, or Bryce Jarvis, whoever else you want to put in that conversation, I think the spot is sort of his to lose. And, uh, he certainly hasn't lost it up to, up to this point, right. oh, yeah, uh, I'm you sure. look at his, uh, his total stats so far through his two, uh, spring training outings, five innings, one hit, no runs, one walk, four strikeouts. Uh, And today it was it was really good. I know he only had one strikeout in this game. I think there was a called third strike that uh, that that didn't go his way. Probably could have had another strikeout or or maybe multiple pretty easily. But 29 pitches. Yeah, 29 pitches to get through three innings is is an extreme level of efficiency. His changeup looked really good. Um, His his curveball and slider continue to look solid. He's incorporating a sinker as well. Uh, he was too I, efficient, I really, in fact.
1: He had to go into the bullpen and do some extra work. He did, Because yes. after three innings of work, he just hadn't thrown enough pitches that, that they wanted to see out of him, right? Like, that. there's something to be said about a, a lot of those peripherals that we've discussed when it comes to Tom Henry Henry. For me, the one that I can't get my mind off of is his average exit velo being so low when compared to even the best pitchers on this team. Do you have sure. any kind of explanation or reason why he like, – like that sure. – why why the balls are so softly hit off of them?
3: Yeah, that's like that's a good question. it's it's my understanding of like average exit velo for pitchers is that it's not it's not like uh it it doesn't necessarily hold year to year, I guess. Okay. So like if a guy is really good in that regard one year, it doesn't necessarily say much about how it will be the next year. Like Zach Gallen, for example, had like one of the worst average exit velos by opposing hitters in all of baseball last year but I don't necessarily think that means that, like, oh, he's, yeah, he's terrible, yeah, like, hitter, right. hitters hit him easily or whatnot. Right. So we'll have to see kind of how sustainable this is for Tommy Henry, but I do think he has uh, a tendency to uh, pitch around the edges of the strike zone and, you know, maybe wants to get in the strike zone a little bit more, but there is something to be said for kind of living around the edges and uh, also having a variety of pitches. The fact that he has, you know, a more diverse arsenal than I think a lot of the other Uh, Young starting pitchers that that this team has, you know, all of those things work
1: in in his favor. Well, this is what Tommy had to say on what he liked about his outing.
3: I I was happy to see like a couple swings and misses on the slider. Um, You know, it's a pitch that's a constant work in progress. Uh, It keeps getting better. Um, So to get a little bit of that feedback in game was nice and also threw a couple more sinkers than we did in the previous start just to, um, you know, kind of see how it plays. Felt good about it this week leading up to it. and yeah got some got some ground balls off of it so um that was kind of a different approach as to the previous one and um you know we'll see how it kind of molds more moving forward
1: does the fact that he came in in relief mean anything or is that just still kind of yeah like just him going out there and getting some work in
3: probably yeah probably doesn't mean mean much of anything uh i mean at, at this point the diamondbacks just uh there's only so many games and they've got, a, you know, a lot of starting pitchers that they want to get opportunities. So, sure. yeah, I wouldn't read into that at all. I just think that Brandon, you know, wanting to actually pitch in a real game. And then Tommy Henry uh, also, uh, you know, it, this being his his turn through the rotation. It just sort of happened this way. I did ask him if it changed anything for him, like coming out of the bullpen and not really. Uh, he said, you know, he has to run. Uh, like 250 feet out from from the bullpen to the, to the mound. And other than that, that'll there win aren't. You, you yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll take the breath out of you a little bit. But yeah, I don't think it really changed much for him. And I, I wouldn't read into that at all.
1: Well, like what's funny about him being so efficient today is the fact that, like, okay, so they have a game plan. Torrey Lavello wants to see these guys throw so many pitches. But like you said, there's only so much time in a game. And when he went out there and yeah. only threw 29 pitches in three innings, it doesn't leave them much like we can't leave you out there anymore. We have other guys we want to see, but we wanted to get you to, you know, 30 or what, 45 or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, so, 45. Uh, uh, this is <laughs> Tommy Henry was asked about it after the game. If, if having to throw extra pitches in the bullpen or, or about those extra pitches, he had to throw in the bullpen because of how efficient he was.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, that's like to be completely candid. That's I don't think any pitcher loves doing that, but you got to do it as part of the buildup. Um so yeah, I had to go down there and do that, um, but yeah, that's just part part of building volume.
1: Building those volume for those starts, baby. Let's build that volume. He was just he was too efficient for his own good,
3: Derek. <laughs> Darn it, he had to go throw sixteen pitches in a bullpen afterward. I mean, uh, but
1: he's been incredibly good in these two spring outings. Five innings pitched. Give he's given up one hit, no runs, walked one, four strikeouts. Like yeah. you couldn't you couldn't ask for anything better out of the first two outings from. From a guy who is fighting for your fifth rotation spot right now than that
3: yeah and and i mentioned that we mentioned the 29 pitches today he also only needed 22 his last time out for two innings so he's thrown 51 pitches in in five innings well and that's what i'm saying
1: like there's a correlation there i feel like for through how efficient he is how softly you know that exit below is there's just uh there there's things about him about like that he it might not be flashy he might not fill up the you know the the stat sheet but he, he feels like he's that kind of pitcher that's going to go out there kind of like Merrill Kelly and just put in work and get those outs, you know, and right. just do it in a way where it gets a lot of ground balls and things like that. But for the most part, uh, doesn't, you know, doesn't really have to go out and strike out a ton of guys in order for him to have a great outing like this.
3: Yeah. There, there's just something about, I, I mean, I like that you mentioned Merrill Kelly very much fits into this, this bucket as well. Like these pitchers who just have pretty deep arsenals and, yeah, Seem to have a pretty good understanding of how to use those pitches. I'm not saying Tommy Henry is quite at Merrill Kelly's level at at this stage, but yeah, I mean he's a good guy to learn from, though. When you're sitting, in yeah, the absolutely. Watching him play, I right. mean, there there's no one pitch that Tommy Henry throws that's like, oh, that's nasty. You know, I think even Merrill Kelly is, is has gotten closer to that point. Yes. Like there are days where Merrill Kelly's changeup change is up just is absolutely ridiculous. Unhittable. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Tommy Henry really has a pitch like that. But his changeup is is good. Uh, you know his curveball seems to be good. His sliders, he, as you heard him talk about there, seems to be uh, taking a step forward. He, he added the sinker. Uh, he's trying to add a sinker, as I mentioned earlier as well. So there's there's a deep arsenal here, and pitchers a- who enough have to, a,
1: enough to keep batters off balance. You know, yeah. And I think that's right. the thing is is again, even if it's not that that efficient or very efficient, if it's not that that power, you know, you're not seeing those those incredible things out of him but it it works he's getting the outs and i mean again last year he didn't necessarily dazzle you with his performances he's he had his share of bad outings and and rough starts as well right but like there is something very very promising right now about what we saw last year him building on it and what we've already seen this spring
3: yeah, and I think it kind of serves him well in some ways that he doesn't have like that crazy out pitch or whatever. Because I've never gotten the sense that Tommy Henry was ever like pitching for strikeouts. Yeah, uh, he is. Ju- he's just kind of pitching. You well, know? And he's that's just why going he wasn't the
1: exciting option when you started looking at him compared to Ryan Nelson, Dre Jamison, and sure. the farm system. Even Blake Walston at times looked like he was going to potentially be a little bit more of a stud than Tommy Henry. Tommy Henry's stuff didn't overwhelm you. It just doesn't need to be that at this level, especially when you have somebody you can learn from in a way by watching like Merrill and a mentor like Brent Strom who can teach you how to use that arsenal in, a, in an effective way to get outs. And that's what it's about is getting outs and you know being able to go out there and be a starting pitcher for this team. I, I think he's, he's already shown – again, it's early in spring. I'm not going to go crazy on this, but sure. I feel like – Again, what we talked about earlier was that he kind of was a front runner. I felt like coming into this for this fifth you know, spot in the rotation and, and so far, I, I think he's done everything that, that you could ask from him. You know,
3: Yeah, and, I, and uh, we talked with Tori a little bit about this after the game, and here's what Tori had to say about what he's seen from Tommy Henry so far.
0: Um, I see him right on track for this competition. Yeah, he's up he's up doing everything we're asking him to do, everything we want to see. And he's executing at a high level. So I want that to continue.
1: Man, Tori's got that Salt River Fields tan, doesn't he? He does. He's got, uh, yes. He's ready for the baseball. I also have a Salt River Fields. I'm seeing that. You're looking looking good. You're glowing.
0: Uh, Henry, though, (laughs) I mean,
1: as as glowing as I can be. Glowing as you can be. I didn't get nearly enough sun because it was raining in the Bahamas. But yeah, I you know was gonna what? say I feel like, like my uh, tan uh, is like actually rivaling uh, yes. yours right now. Spent a lot of time in the bar with those pina coladas. God bless the fine folks on the Norwegian Pearl for putting up with me and my constant desire to have lava flows and mudslides <laughs> and uh, uh, pina coladas. But you guys are great. Uh, I will say this though, uh, I think the Diamondbacks, no matter what the end result is of this competition are gonna have some assets that we haven't really considered in that bullpen that could also bolster the bullpen. And if Tommy Henry goes out there, I mean, if, if he does not win the starting job and he can go out there and be this for this team out of the bullpen, that's yeah. that's something incredible as well. So, I mean, again, that's, that's the one exciting thing about this is this competition does yield the fact that there could be some more weapons. Uh, these guys that lose the starting spot aren't going to just necessarily be sent down you know, to the minors and not utilize. So that's that's fair. Yeah,
3: I, I think that Tommy Tommy just makes so much sense as a starter, just given the efficiency that we're talking about, his yeah. ability to eat some innings, I yeah. think, in a way that you might not be quite as confident about with with Ryan Nelson or, or Slade Saccone at this point. But yeah, I mean, speaking of guys who maybe could have impact in other ways, we talked about this uh, the other day a little bit. Ryan Nelson, uh, he was pretty heavy on on the fastball and the slider the other day. And uh, they look good. I know you weren't around uh, when, when he made that start. But, his his uh, fastball has always been very good. His fastball has been good, but, but the slider, slider can, was the yeah. slider was different this time. He got five whiffs on the slider in two innings of work. I think that, you know, just those two pitches in a bullpen roll, I'm, I'm intrigued what that could look like. And I think the same goes for Slade Siccone. He's got a pretty good slider in his own right. You know, a fastball in, in the mid-90s, maybe that ticks up uh, closer to the upper 90s in a bullpen roll. Both of those guys, I think, would be interesting in the bullpen. It's just a matter of, you know, do the Diamondbacks want to keep them stretched out for a while just in case injuries arise? You probably don't want to rush into converting them to to relievers too early. So it might be a while before we, we would see any of those guys used in that role.
1: Do you know if Ryan Nelson is throwing the slider with a stiff wrist? like a football I, I I don't I'm not I <laughs> I'm haven't just I'm just checking in for Roger Beshans just to see <laughs> if that slider you're discussing might indeed be the football slider uh that Roger Beshans is always bringing up but uh, I will say that I would put my money on it not being and you can do whatever you want with your money a great place uh for you to bet at that though is over at the Bet MGM sportsbook uh get down on some future MLB bets right like Jordan Lawler rookie of the year why not who says no I mean, probably a lot of people, but uh, I'd still throw some money on it. And you can do that over at the BetMGM Sportsbook. Download the app right now, sign up and deposit at least $5 into your newly created account and use our code of PHNX. If you place a wager in the amount of at least $5 at a standard odds price, you will receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Do not miss uh, our PHNX bet show, which currently is being hosted by Leah. Is that right? Wow. Le- Le- Leah's our PHNX wow. bets
2: now? That's amazing. That doing Lea- bets. I, I, feel like, I,
3: I like the
1: Leah locks. I, I, I would
3: trust Leah way more yeah. than I would trust Damon with That's my money. Very right? true. So. That's very, hit, she's hit on, on those
1: Coyotes bets. So do not sleep <laughs> on Leah's locks over there at the bet or at the PHNX bets. But of course, if you want to get down on that fun and you haven't signed up yet, do so now. Over at the BetMGM Sportsbook, use that bonus code of PHNX. Place your first sportsbook wager through the Sportsbook mobile application for at least $5. You will receive $150 instantly from the fine folks at BetMGM in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer.
3: Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call eight seven seven HOPE NY or text HOPE NY four six seven three six nine NEW YORK. Call one 5050 MASSACHUSETTS. Twenty one plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred NEXT STEP ARIZONA. One eight hundred BETS OFF IOWA. One 7117 for confidential help. Michigan one 23 Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit Betmgm for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Right. It's a Good thing you're back, Derek. I Patrick I, that, was terrible at that. Bet, I bet He <laughs> was. was so bad. I mean, he
1: doesn't put his heart in things like that. I know that for a fact. <laughs> uh, of course. Uh, You can put your heart in adventures like the adventure I had on my little cruise ship right here in Arizona because Arizona Lottery is letting you have all sorts of adventures around this great state of ours, and they're giving you a chance to win up to $1 million in cash and travel prizes. You can play with their brand-new Arizona Adventure Lottery tickets featuring three iconic landscapes. You can also check in at geolocated adventures at 10 destinations across the state, which I highly recommend doing that. Uh, There are all sorts of wonderful locations uh, from Flagstaff to Yuma all around the valley. Check in at destination coordinates on the website uh, or enter tickets online and all this for a chance to win up to $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. This promotion is all about celebrating state pride and the uniqueness and beauty of Arizona. And the Arizona Lottery says that the proceeds from ticket sales support environmental conservation, among other important initiatives across the the state. So visit azadventure.com right now for more information on how you can take take an adventure with the Arizona Lottery and for your chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. Big thank you to all of you guys for being here in the PHN Sports YouTube channel. I missed you guys so much. You're the only reason why I left that cruise ship. It's not because they were bing-bonging in my room to death and telling me to get out. Uh, It's because I missed you guys. So make sure uh that's the sound it made emma's laughing at the bing bong thing it was bing bong oh well yeah i guess bing bong and in my room room. we we still do phrasing around here emma (laughs) we still do don't think we don't so i'm glad you're here but uh of course we thank you guys for being here uh in the phn exports youtube channel if you haven't subscribed yet do so now sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live leave us uh, a like we always like when you drop those likes. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, make sure uh, to leave us a review over there. Make sure you're subscribed over there as well. We thank you guys uh, for doing that. Uh, Anthony Rendon, Jesse, uh, his comments when asked about his, I guess his priorities in baseball kind of set the baseball world on fire a bit. And uh, I do feel like it's kind of ridiculous, right? I mean, the man was essentially asked by a reporter about his priorities and his commitment to the game of baseball. And I will start off before we get into these comments by saying, I understand we all want to think every one of our athletes on every one of our teams loves the sport and the team that they're on more than anything else in the whole wide world. But that is just realistically not the case with human beings. And I think the problem is, is that for the most part, athletes know what we wanna hear and athletes say the things that we want to hear. But few people are Corbin Carroll, Jesse. Few people are out there uh, committing, you know, basically breaking and entering, you know, felonies to, go to a high school and play baseball with his mom. (laughs) Few people are out there all by himself at Salt River Fields with the keys. They gave him the big ring of keys because no one else was going to go meet him out there. They're like here. And he's been out there since November before Thanksgiving and stuff. The man has an uh, unprecedented commitment to the game of baseball. And while we all want to believe every single one of our athletes are like Corbin Carroll, they're just not. They're just not. And sometimes they're going to be honest about stuff. And Anthony Rendon was asked about his, his uh, commitment to baseball. And he said, it's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before this job. So if they, if those things come before it, I'm leaving. He was asked again by the journalist, is it a priority? He said, Oh, it's a priority for sure because it's my job. I'm here, aren't I? And then he was asked, do you want to be here? And he said, I don't want to talk to you guys at 7 in the morning or whatever time it is. And then he was asked again, do you want to be here playing baseball for the Angels? And his response was short at that point and annoyed. And he said, I have answered your question, so why do you keep picking at it? let's be honest. Like this guy is just saying the things, the quiet parts out loud. He's saying the things that a lot of athletes want to say, right? Like their family, their faith, other things do come before their commitment to the sport they play. And a lot of people do feel like this thing they do is just a job. Like to us, we idolize these people. We want them to think that, they, they they're doing the greatest thing in the world and they're living gods amongst us mortals and they're not they're just people and those people have their own priorities and sometimes someone like this makes these comments and then it becomes a news story because it feels like he doesn't give a shit about baseball or his team or playing the right game. right now. I will say that he has already been a guy that in, in the past has made controversial comments about <laughs> no. Anthony his, his, Rendon. His, no. his commitment to the game. <laughs> so of course, anything he says now is viewed as as differently than if you would have heard this. Let's say out of like Paul Seawald, right? Oh, yeah. If Paul Seawald oh, yeah. would have made these same exact comments, for instance, nobody would have blinked an eye because they would have been like. He's the dad of the bullpen. We know that. So, of course, his family <laughs> comes first. That's no surprise to us, right? We just don't want to think of any athlete really thinking of this as just a job. Right. right That's right. what it comes down to at the end of the day.
3: Yeah, and I, I totally agree with what you're saying that if, if you know, hundreds, we could name hundreds of different athletes, right, like right. hundreds of different baseball players, where if they said this, it would not have been a story. This wasn't a story because what Anthony Rendon said was unreasonable. It was a story because Anthony Rendon is the one who said yeah, it.
1: Right? Yeah, he's a notorious hater,
3: it seems like, of the game of baseball. And almost. Anthony Rendon uh, notably has averaged to play about 45 games per year over the last few seasons, mm-hmm. and there have been some questions raised about his commitment to the sport. The Angels and
1: paid him a ton of money. To the Angels are, are
3: paying him a heck of a lot of money. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I would almost be I would almost be concerned, honestly, if, if any athlete views baseball as being more important than, you know, things like their faith or their family or, you know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, like our, our jobs do not define who we are as people, although working at PHNX, sometimes it has felt that it defines me as a person because it. Uh it, it, it takes up a lot of my time. I'm a goddamn but,
1: mayor, Jesse. I'm a captain mayor. What are we talking about? Yeah, that's about fair. Here? You yeah. clearly
3: just leaned into to, to <laughs> defining your entire
1: identity based on working at PHX. <laughs> I said, if I, when I lose this job, I assure you I will be a broken shell of myself because I will have no identity any longer. I'm I will sure. give everything to this company. But I also understand, like, we love this job. We love this job and there are like thousands of people that would love to have a job like this, millions of people maybe even, right? There's millions of sports fans out there and they would love to have an opportunity to work Covering a team or a sport that they love as much as you and I love baseball, right? Totally. But it doesn't change the fact that this is still a job for us. There are still days where we hate up, we 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 hate this job. There's still days where we get up, we don't want to come to this job. Like it's just it is a job, and I, it doesn't matter. I think sometimes how cool your job is once it becomes your job. There are going to be times where this is how you feel about it, right? Sure. And uh, Merrill Kelly appeared on Chris Rose's podcast, uh, and Chris Rose talked to him about the situation, and this is what Merrill Kelly actually had to say in regards to this.
3: Yeah, I think so. That's what the beauty of baseball is. When you walk into a locker room, the spectrum of people and personalities and ideals and values and all of that are on such a range of a spectrum. There's people that love baseball, the the game of it, the ins and outs, the strategy of it. And then there's also guys on the other end of the spectrum that don't necessarily love the game, but they're really good at it and they can make a lot of money and they can support their family and they can do what it is that they really enjoy doing through this vehicle that is, you know, like he said, like his job. What we do is a lot of fun, but it's also a grind. You know, we're away from our families. For most of the year, we're traveling, living out of suitcases, going from city to city, flight and flight. I'll say it this way. If fans think he's the only guy that views baseball that way, I think they'd be very mistaken.
1: It's that part at the end I think is very poignant. Well said. And, of course, being in the clubhouse, being in the locker room, they get to be around guys that have the same uh, mentality. They're they're not going to necessarily speak on it the same way Rendon did, but at the same time, they do feel that way. That comes back to when tori was asked last week about the the personalities that they bring into this clubhouse right and that's really why it comes down to talent selection and and really trying to dig in to see if these guys are necessarily committed as much as you need them to be in order to run a successful team like the diamondbacks right like there are other teams that can experience success with maybe having some of those big egos or maybe having some of those people that feel that way but the yeah. way the way tory runs his team the way that this team found success was that connected and dangerous mentality from last season right and i mean Teo brought that up like do you seek out these people on purpose that sure. kind of mesh well because a eduardo all of these new additions to this team are all seem to be fitting in very well with their teammates. And it just kind of seems like that is kind of part of the talent scouting that the diamondbacks purposefully do. You do have to be careful who you give a big contract to, because you could give a big contract to a guy like this who isn't really committed to, you know, trying to be on the field every, you know, every day and and be his best sure. every day. Right. That's, yeah, that's kind of what is uh, why, why that character factor is such a big deal for the diamondbacks.
3: I think that, you know, I, I can I can kind of relate to what Merrill is saying, uh, where there are people there are a lot of people in the world who who do not really enjoy what they do on a daily basis, but they're good at it and they get paid a freaking lot of money to do it. Yeah. And for as much as I personally value, like enjoying my work and feeling fulfilled in my work, you know, if someone comes to me and offers me, you know, uh, uh nine figures or something like that to do something that i don't enjoy i'm at least going to like take the phone call you know like there like and, and granted in order to in order to yeah. be a professional baseball player there's a level of commitment that is needed there is a level of you know, you have to be willing to sort of dedicate your life to it in in some ways, at least like for a season of your life as you're developing and kind of getting into the sport. Uh, but once you're once you're there, I mean, once you're a major league player and you've got the contract and and all those things, you know, i I understand like you might reach a point where you're not your heart maybe isn't in it in the way yeah. that it once was, but you're getting paid a lot of money to do it. And you're you're okay working a job that maybe your heart isn't in. uh, But, you know, you're you're making a a decent chunk of change and, and you're and you're pretty good at it at the same time.
1: I'm there. There are plenty of people that play the sport of baseball professionally that just did it because they've just loved baseball their whole life. Right. But there's probably an equal percentage of people that did it because of the pot at the end of the rainbow right? And that could be said about all sports, that people aren't necessarily looking at that because I want to get up and I want to play football and I want to get hit and I want to, you know, I I want to put my like well-being physically on the line for this sport that I love. No, most people are doing it because they want to ultimately reach a payday. That is what some of these superstars get in every sport. It is hard once those guys get those big paydays. That's why it's crazy. That's why it's crazy in this modern day area to be giving out 13 year contracts and 14 year guaranteed deals and all of this stuff, because how, how do you keep someone motivated for that long of time to be at the level that you're paying them to be at? Right. And I mean, sure. again, uh Elise said it right. Jokic makes similar comments and nothing is said of it. Right. Because Jokic is a good, decent dude. And he said this about basketball. I think, like you said, hundreds thousands of players in different sports could say this and it wouldn't even be a story we wouldn't even be discussing it the reason right, why totally. is it's because somebody that has a track record of having a lack of commitment to the game and also being paid a huge contract and at one point being seen as one of the best players in the game is now kind of just publicly stating that he doesn't make baseball a priority in his life.
3: Yeah, I mean like Anthony Rendon probably shouldn't be telling reporters this stuff. You know, like there there was like a by the book answer here that would have that would have done his name a favor. Uh but also this is Anthony Rendon and when has Anthony Rendon ever seemed remotely concerned about the way that people perceive him, right? It's almost part of his brand at this point that he he is fully willing to go on the record and say the most controversial, provocative things, and he knows how people are going to react to it, and I don't think it really bothers him. Uh, so in, in some ways, maybe Anthony Rendon is the real winner here and getting all <laughs> getting all of us uh, to it's talk true. about this situation. It's true. I don't think he really cares that much that how people think of him. Otherwise, no. he probably would have started thinking about what he was saying yeah. a long time ago. Yeah,
1: that's a great point. That's a great point. All I know is, is that at one point Zach Granke was in the Diamondbacks clubhouse and I never knew what we were going to hear out of him. And I almost approached him like he was some sort of bear who was going to attack us like i just <laughs> you had no idea what was going to come out of the guy's mouth so you kind of walk over sheepishly with your microphone and be like zach how's it going you know and like and instantly it's like just asking him how it's going what, what sound bite are we going to get out of him right so it's sure, like sure it's weird now that the diamondbacks have this kind of <laughs> clubhouse filled with guys that all kind of are nice and say the right thing and, and have some humility to them. And also, uh, you know, have a different level of commitment when they answer these questions than this, right? Yeah. That's essentially what we all want at the end of the day is we want the players on our team to sound like they're more committed than, than this. And again, his answer is not an answer that should be villainized, scrutinized, or even discussed. It's, it's real. And I mean, it's the way that most People should prioritize their lives, right? Like put your family and your faith first, put, put things that mean stuff to you first. It doesn't mean that baseball isn't a priority in there. It's just not the number one priority. And that's fine. That's fine for any athlete, you know, but you're not going to get that out. Corbin Carroll, by the way, I'm just saying that much anyway. Yeah. uh, I mean, most, most baseball
3: players understand that they will be vilified for saying certain things and they try to avoid that. And Anthony Rendon understands that he will be vilified for certain things, and he has no issue with that whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Hence, why yeah. we're talking about Anthony Rendon on this right show now. like right once now. every yeah. like two or three months, because like there's al- yeah. he's always something that uh, that he's saying that's getting people riled up.
1: Meanwhile, I uh, that's why I'm the mayor. I want everybody to like me so much, Jesse, all the time. I'm the opposite of anthony rendon but i still say stupid things that make people angry so i mean what's what's new uh i will tell you guys though that we do appreciate you for being here make sure if you're not a diehard member you go check that out We have some wonderful stuff, including a free T-shirt from the PHNXLocker.com. Compare that with the 30% off sale tonight. Get yourself a nice little package uh, from the PHNXLocker.com and get yourself ready for baseball season with some wonderful shirts. You also get all of Jesse's content. get access to our Discord lounge where we are always doing some exclusive content just for you diehards. Uh, And you diehards, you can you can testify you can let the rest of the people know that uh we've had some city council meetings we had a game show we have uh jesse and me just hanging out in there discussing what we're doing around the spring training backfields and everything like that so make sure to join us because we're having a wonderful time over here uh and you can get some discounts with our partners and discounts on our events like our upcoming takeover events uh including that one on july 31st at the chase field pool which is going to be an absolute blast but uh we do again appreciate you guys for being here we thank you so much for your time uh you can make sure to follow us on twitter we'll be back here tomorrow night covering another uh spring training baseball game but until then follow me on twitter i'm at cap underscore cape man with a k this absolute maniac is at jesse n friedman you can get emma is at emma k
2: clark emma and clark emma
1: and clark i don't even know it's where the k, k come from what the name? hell did wow. I'm, <laughs> I'm just making up new <laughs> middle names for emma and clark uh What are we? What are we? We're we're normally, we're Ryan's dogs, of course, first and foremost. We're also Damon's dogs. Can we be Emma's dogs?
3: Yeah, uh, Emma's... Emma's elephants. Is oh, this that's is how weird. Work? We're Kyle's
1: kids, and that's a goat reference. So I mean, we'll have to figure something. We we'll have to workshop this, but until then, man, that's for Kyle. Uh, we, we miss you, Kyle. Uh, we appreciate you guys for stopping by. Of course, our shows at PHNX underscore Dbacks, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate you so much. We thank you guys for your time. It's great to be back. It's great to be covering baseball again, and I cannot wait. Uh, to get back out there at salt river fields tomorrow so make sure uh, to follow us for all that fun thank you guys for stopping by remember kids baseball is fun but it's also fun to just go take a cruise sometime and get away from baseball
0: we all silly like the mayor.